What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 109 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal and brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Egan, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how was your weekend? It was good. It was, you know, it was really chill. We did a, a lot of cleaning um, on Saturday, and then we had, like, my brother, then my niece and nephew came over, uh, you know, for, for the game, and we hung out. What a halftime show, by the way. I'm telling you, I was dancing the entirety of the halftime show. I didn't want it to end. It was super fire. Uh, but, I mean, a great game. LA ended up uh, pulling it out there at the end. Uh, it was, I mean, the defense is Played solid offensive offensively. They were they were pretty solid. So all in all, it, it was just a lot of fun to watch and and hang out. So I didn't get a, a, a ton of games in. However, you know I've been on that Destiny Two grind. I am so ready for Witch Queen to come out. I've already taken the days off. I said I'm gonna play till my eyeballs bleed. Like that's what it is. So I I'm just geared up and excited for that. How was your weekend, my friend? My weekend was good. I also watched the uh, big game on Sunday, uh, played more Pokemon Legends, shocking, I nice. know, uh, and played <laughs> a little bit of Sifu, <laughs> just a little bit. I uh, It's testing my patience. It's someday, testing my patience. <laughs> someday I'm going to beat that game, but it's not going to be anytime soon, and there's going to be a lot of quitting and re-coming back to it. it. I said this before, this is a rage game for me, and yeah, my goodness. I default back to legends to just kind of calm my nerves. <laughs> but other than that, it was a good weekend, but enough about us. We are extremely honored and excited to have on a very special guest. One that I know we have been working on trying to get you on for a while now. And we're super glad you're here. Melanie Mack is joining us. Melanie, how are you doing? Yay. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Uh, I think uh, we all talked about, or both of you talked about watching the Super Bowl over the weekend. I did as well. It was a good time. Uh, I will say, though, which is kind of funny since I am a Steelers fan, but I was pulling for the Bengals. I was really hoping. Yeah, I was really yeah. hoping they'd bring that win in for for Harambe. I mean, that's that was the goal. Yes, <laughs> yes. But it was it was a good game regardless, and it was a lot of fun. It was, yeah, yeah an exciting game. You can, I mean. Comes down to one last possession. That's all you can ask for from the Super Bowl. Just as long as it's not a blowout, I'm good. Right. With it. Yeah, I know. I know. Kind of shifting gears here, kind of getting into things a little bit. We got our first uh, Nintendo Direct of the year. And, you know, I thought the one thing about Nintendo is that they always, they, they, and I, I, I will always say it about them, they march uh, to the beat of their own drum. They do what they do, what they want. And, and they are very concise and to the point when it, when it comes to these directs, they, they give you straight fire from the get go. And the whole thing is, is fantastic. And again, I, I felt like, this one did not disappoint. It may have seemed uh, a little underwhelming for people, but I really felt for for this first direct, it, the, the highlight was really RPGs and JRPGs, I feel, which Nintendo does absolutely superbly. I feel like the Switch is such a fun medium to be able to play games like that. So, and of course, the the what you're seeing on the screen, this is the big one for me, was the the Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe. Um, uh, basically, they're going to be adding in, uh, I believe it was like 48 new tracks over the course of six different phases. 
this is all i've been saying this for a while i don't understand why they don't just you know add in tracks or, or do things so i was actually happy to see this instead of them going and moving forward uh to a mario kart 9 or something like that it's like why not build into an infrastructure that you already have so that was really exciting to see. Uh, we have, for those that are uh, football fans, uh, we've got Mario Strikers. I never played this one. It always, all the Mario games are fun. We right. know that. So you know that that's going to be fire. Uh, I know one of the big changes as far as with that was the fact that they're going to, uh, you're allowed to like kind of customize and change out your armor and your armor or not your armor, but your like gear. And that actually has an effect on how you play. We've got the return of essentially Wii Sports coming for uh which this is another exciting one to tennis the bowling come on man this brings me that this gives me all the feels i was like yes i am here for it overall i thought this event uh uh what was it live alive i had never even heard of this i believe this is the first time it's coming over uh to uh, uh the states so that looked like a great uh, rpg game that I definitely i i think for sure i'm gonna end up getting that this this was there was a lot to talk about and there was a lot to take in uh within this uh uh uh, event what were your thoughts i know i know you love you some nintendo i do i i love the direct you know we said this last week uh it i love how they will tell you it the main focus is on games coming out the first half of the year because you Mm -hmm. get all this information and then you think yeah i'm going to be playing most of these games relatively short order which is fantastic there's no long wait uh the mario kart announcement obviously the big one uh i was a little disappointed not to to see a mario kart 9 but there's so many new tracks that this is essentially kind of like a new mario kart that we're getting just Mm -hmm. within uh eight deluxe's infrastructure so it makes sense that game's still selling like hotcakes uh and and i guess why would they move on from that right (laughs) so that Mm -hmm. makes total sense uh Super excited for Mario Strikers. That is an underrated series. Can't wait to play the new one. Uh, you know, the the sport Mario Sports titles have been a little hit and miss lately, but I have faith that this one's going to be good. Uh, so those two, obviously, big ones for me. The the return of, of Wii Sports as Nintendo Switch Sports. I mean, that's a game that uh, might not appeal to the the uh serious gamers if you want to call them that but it's going to sell systems i mean you you mm-hmm. remember how big of a ph- phenomenon we sports was uh with gamers of all ages playing bowling tennis all that stuff so don't sit on that one as a system seller because that one's going to push units uh especially for more casual gamers so that makes total sense uh still excited for triangle strategy uh i the one disappointment i had is they had me at Fire Emblem, and they lost me at right. Warriors. I'm just not a Same. huge fan of that what? series. Same. I was no, not I, a yes, fan of that I, series. Oh, wow. I, I want, like, a Blazing Blade remake, something like that. Like, I love <laughs> Fire Emblem games, but the Warriors is just like... Mm. See, I am glad we're on the same wavelength. That was like the yes. biggest disappointment because I see Fire Emblem and they get, mm, nope. As soon as Warriors came on, yeah. I'm like, nope, lost me. It lost me. <laughs> I'm, That's I'm interesting because... I'm actually the opposite way. I've never played a Fire Emblem. I have heard of them before. However, I was interested because I like the Dynasty Warrior games. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a good old hack and slash, you know, just killing people up. Um, Yeah. That's what's like, oh, maybe I'll take a look at that. So, mm, okay. Well, I think that's cool, though, because then you still have. A lot of Fire Emblem fans, we like the strategy element, and it's a lot mm-hmm. slower, It's a, and it's more like, you know, turn-based, all that kind of stuff, and it just requires a lot of 
of just thinking and stuff like that. And, and some people like the hack and slash experience, which is really cool. And so the warriors, uh, you know, branch is good for that. And fire emblem just has such amazing characters. And mm-hmm. I think that's like the biggest strong point for fire emblem in general. So it's nice that those who still want to enjoy the characters, but maybe strategy games, aren't their thing. They got that, but Hey, let's just hope that Nintendo feeds us a, uh, traditional strategy fire emblem players as well i think that was like like what was extra disappointing to me is that there were all those rumors about multiple fire right? emblem games coming uh, and so i was like waiting yeah. for the next announcement with that and then it just didn't come <laughs> rumor has it supposedly two one of them being a remake and i'm really hoping it's blazing blade um and then a new one so we'll see i guess right did you have any other highlights from that direct, Melanie? Uh, for me, I think uh, I'm definitely keeping my eye on Triangle Strategy. I think mm-hmm. Octopath Traveler was brilliant. So uh, the team behind that is good. Uh, now, when I did play the demo a bit ago, my one of my one thing I was a little disappointed with was was not having perma deaths uh, because, like, I play Fire Emblem with the perma deaths. That's just. Mm. That's the best way because it, it puts so much on the line and, and it makes you you're invested because you don't want to lose your favorite units they are gone forever. Yep. So right. I don't know if they added like a permadeath sim- like system, it would definitely or option. It, it would appeal to me a lot more. But regardless, I think I think it'll still be good. Uh, but we'll see. Hundred percent agree with the permadeath thing. By the way, it adds yes. so much stress, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was. I mean, overall though, this was good. When I mean, we we got a good mix of new remakes, uh, things that they're going to be adding again. Nintendo, I feel like they always they're they're always so concise when it comes to their directs and getting information out. They know what's about the games. We're not gonna add any kind of additional fodder or anything like that. Like, let's just get to the game. So I'm always very appreciative of these directs and, and them being kind of respectful of people's time as well and just being like boom pop, we're gonna hit you with everything that we got. Uh, and, and here's what you can expect. And this is just like you were saying, Lucas, this is just, you know, first half, first early, early drops, things that they're already announced. So I'm, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff that they still have in the works that they plan on dropping. And we'll find out more as as we get through the year and, and see more directs. But this is exciting, especially I mean, there's just there's just a lot uh, in here. And I feel like there is a lot in there for everybody. Yeah, uh, and, and Nintendo does it well. And one thing they do so well, too, is, is party games. And and, and mm-hmm. you know that Nintendo's, they care a lot about bringing people together and games that you can play with your loved ones, your friends, your family. And so that's always exciting. And I think Mario Strikers is definitely going to be a hit for me and my brothers. So I yeah. look forward to it. Very nice. Yes. I feel like we got to get a match going once it's out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I might have to pick it up. I, I never played any of them. I remember getting excited about the, uh, Whatever, there's one that came out before, right? That was on Switch, I believe. Is that not, correct? Not not strikers. Well, it, came out with- it, it was gol- the Golf uh, Toadstool Tour. Um, yeah. Now, that's okay. the thing is I loved, loved, loved Mario Golf on the GameCube. That's mm-hmm. one of the best golfing games, in my opinion. I'm, I'm, I love golfing games in general. It's just kind of funny. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd play that with my brothers, and it's just fun. It's fun, like, you know, because you, you take your turns, and you're just having a good time so uh but the thing is is i don't know i feel like toads toadstool tour um from what i've been 
hearing. I, I, I thought originally, oh, I got to get this right away. But then, I don't know, I've kind of held off on it because I hear it's not as good. But we'll see uh, once I try it. But anyway, I do appreciate <laughs> that, that Nintendo does uh, really prioritize the good party games. Yeah, you know, and, and what I'm really hoping to see out of them is... is- for them to really put some some solid work into their online play. I know it's been a little rough, and I feel like if there's any area that they're really lacking, it's that online play. So, yeah. But, of course, we have the the new dock that's out with the OLED um, that has the Ethernet uh, plug-in. Some people use dongles. Um, but there's there's things. I think if there's – it leaves me a little uh, – uh, with something to desire uh, as far as with that. So I really hope that they put a focus onto their online play and really utilizing that stuff. That's a really good point. Um, I, I I had a blast watching my, my brother and then one of our friends play uh, the Mario Tennis. Mm-hmm. And they were playing online because they were doing doubles and, and trying to just like do really great. But it just took an eternity for them to even find a match and mm-hmm. yeah so that's one thing that definitely needs improved on for sure with nintendo absolutely uh solid solid uh event from them uh look look forward to that stuff coming out uh switching gears to to things dropping uh there was a a live stream earlier today as of recording uh tuesday for Cyberpunk 2077, and we are finally getting info and the drops on the 1.5 update. So let's roll through some of that stuff because there is a ton uh, coming with this update. We've got uh, ray tracing support, 4K resolution with dynamic scaling, faster loading times, uh, this is the next gen update, by the way. Uh, PS5, uh, for specifically the PS5, adaptive triggers, haptic feedback. We've talked about that haptic. It's so nice. I thought it was a buzz buzzword, and then I got my hands on it. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I feel that haptic <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you, gotta, you just got to experience it. You just mm-hmm. got to experience it. <laughs> uh, um, they're going to be working on the speakers uh, on the DualSense controller as well and just sound coming out of that. It's a 50 gig update. Uh, PS5, however, if you have it on PS4 right now, you're going to have to manually switch over to the PS5 version, download that, and then that also may uh, cause you to have to manually move over your uh, save points. Um they reworked the the perk trees, intelligent NPCs. They're going to be more uh, more or less like a GTA style where they have their own interactions. They may have guns and just whip something out. I think that's fun. Uh, all bikes, all the bikes are going to have glowing lights on the wheels. If that's your thing, uh, you know, then then you can you can ride around in style. New weapons, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, obviously, there we know that there is a lot of issues uh, with this launch. And uh, there's also going to be, uh, I'm sorry, there's also going to be uh, more in-depth customization of your characters as well. So this is a huge update, and, and I'm kind of wondering what, what everybody's thoughts are on this. Uh, I played this from the jump off. I feel like I have a very differing um, viewpoint of this game than a lot of people did. I did not experience a ton of bugs. I absolutely loved this game. I thought it was gorgeous. It was a fun adult game that I didn't even, you know, I was like, oh, Oh, yeah, it feels good to just play an adult game like this. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I, I absolutely loved it. I know a lot of people had very adverse uh, uh, experiences with it as well. So I guess I'm just wondering, is this going to be enough to be able to bring people back? Because I know there's a lot of people. I definitely know that I'm going to be downloading, hopping back in it. I would love to get back into this world and, and play more of this game. Uh, I just I'm just wondering, you know, from your guys viewpoint, do you think this will be enough to, to bring back some of that audience? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, okay, I wanted to love this game right from the jump uh, with obviously with with some of the talent involved. <laughs> it's probably mm-hmm. not a surprise there. I don't have a next gen system. Uh, so, you know, I didn't get to experience the the next gen version from the jump, which uh, obviously was the, the better way to play that and more uh, much smoother operation compared to last gen and, and what they were able to handle. I think my, my biggest worry with this update is will people care when we're about to get horizon when we're about to get elden ring uh and and like i don't know that the excitement's there anymore and uh i don't know when a good time to to have dropped this update was but this this month when there are two gigantic you know big open world triple a blockbuster titles about to hit the market seems like a weird time to try and get some of that conversation back so i just don't know how, how much people are going to care like cyberpunk has kind of become a a game that i'll pick up on sale someday uh once it's on sale right now it's only like 30 bucks yeah. right right <laughs> but and, and even to that though is is do I spend 30 and, and just sit on it? Cause, cause I'm not playing it first. <laughs> like, right. like at this point it, it's, you know, I'm all for horizon. I'm ready for horizon. So I just don't know that, that it has the breathing room to really garner that excitement anymore. Yeah. I think that's definitely a really good point because uh, my priorities right now with what's coming up is, is definitely horizon forbidden West and Elden mm-hmm. Ring as well. So while these updates are enticing for cyberpunk and all that, um, they, I think they, they should have waited like another month probably. Uh, for myself, I was one who waited on playing this in general because uh, of seeing all the feedback. Now I was excited to try it, but then I see all the feedback and everyone was complaining about glitches, about it just feeling incomplete and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like the project in general was just so ambitious that they needed more time to, to give it the proper release that it deserved. So my my way of thinking was just, okay, let me wait until they update this and then after some time and then I'll go ahead and hop in once it's got a lot more to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But after hearing what you've said about it and how much you love it, I'm like, wow, maybe I'm actually missing out on something here. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. It, it was a lot of fun. And, there, yeah. you know, I'd have to say too, I mean, depending on, because for PlayStation, it was basically unplayable. Uh, right. The graphics were a hot mess. They had to go in and, and re-jigger things. It got pulled off the PlayStation store. But I was playing on PC and, and I had a very, I didn't have as many issues and i've heard on stadia is even better on stadia really Uh, um, yeah yeah i know wow that's a surprise yeah (laughs) that's what i said too i was like wow i was like you you don't expect to to hear that but i was like all right but i definitely feel like especially for the price that is going for right now i definitely feel like it's worth at least picking up to have in your backlog since it's so cheap uh but lucas is 100 correct there's too much spice there's too many fire games that are around the corner that it, like I can't I can't possibly even think I'm trying to I'm struggling to try to beat Sifu so that I'm right. ready for for Horizon Dawn you know so, what I mean forbidden yeah forbidden, forbidden West. West yeah I, I'm, exactly I'm curious like what your overall impressions of Sifu are if you don't mind me kind of you know 
segueing into another topic because I, I think it looks amazing. Um, but I haven't I haven't gotten my hands on it. So I'm curious what y'all think of it. So, OK, I'll, I'll, I'll start out. I, I'm enjoying it. I am not one that really likes punishment in video games and this game absolutely punishes you i'm not a dark souls i won't even look my brother got me dark souls 2 like years ago and i played 30 minutes of this and i was like nope i am done so maybe elden ring isn't isn't what you're the most i thought one roll and i was like nope that's not for me that is not for me i am not the target demographic but seafood is is still i mean it is a ton of fun uh it's challenging but i feel like once you get the mechanics you're able to get through a little further and 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 you know it's that it's that uh uh roguelite just that kind of repetitive like all right now i gotta go back now i have this skill that i can then utilize on this next run so if you're patient like that yeah i i absolutely think it is worth the price tag it is a ton of fun yeah it's there are moments when it all comes together that it, it feels cool and when when you're like beating up a group of enemies and you like yes. get a sequence just perfect and you're like yep yep that's why i play this game however i'm just terrible at the game and <laughs> like i don't know that i've reached that point where like I've, I've been like i've conquered the learning curve like i've got everything mastered like my progress just has been so slow that uh uh it gets to me like my girlfriend literally has to tell me breathe like calm down maybe, maybe we play something else for a little bit because like you're getting physically angry at this game <laughs> so like uh it's cool but like not yeah. my favorite just because i just i can't i can't get it like i can't get it together I, I maybe i'm just terrible at it <laughs> Okay. It, it, the learning curve is definitely there, but I feel like once you get the hang of like blocking and parrying and dodging, then it kind of opens up and you have that big like, oh, now it makes sense. Now this is a little, I mean, because my buddy Davis beat it in 10 hours. I was like, I oh, hate wow. you. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Legend. Sweaty McSweaterton. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> 10 hours. So this kind of makes me wonder what your opinions are in general about, uh, what do you think about games like that, that, that are being so difficult and that aren't uh, necessarily going to appeal to everybody uh mm-hmm. do you like that they have like those niche very punishing difficult games or do you think that every game needs an easy mode no every game doesn't need an easy mode i think you know again it's not for me uh right. some people have a uh, uh, higher patience threshold for things like that they enjoy that kind of challenge and i mean it just it's not the same game i feel with an easy mode for a lot of that stuff i was a yes. little you know, that's how I felt about Returnal, which I still need to beat that game, by the way. Right. But they kind of went in and like gave you the ability to then save more often. The point that I thought that I really liked about it, even though still it was brutal for me, was the fact that it you have to get so far in order for it to save. And it is a good chunk that you have to do in order to get to that place. But once you get to that place, it is so satisfying. And I don't think you get the same feeling kind of being able to like, ah, I saved right before the boss. I'm still good. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love that take. And I a thousand percent agree because um, I, I feel like there's an argument that some people try to, 
present and say, well, gaming's for everybody. And it's like, yeah, well, gaming is for everybody. And the good thing is that there's a ton of different games and you can find mm-hmm. which one's for you and which one isn't. Uh, right. Because whenever you incorporate uh, an easy mode into every single game, uh, it's really detracting from the overall experience and it changes the entire game. Yep. So I, I feel you on that for sure. And I will yeah, say this too. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say on the on the other side of the coin, though, I am also appreciative, though, of it being included in some games, especially ones that yeah. are really story rich, mm-hmm. uh, just because sometimes you're like, look, dude, I, I'm not trying to, I, I'm just trying to go through the story, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you want that option, there it is. There you yeah, go. <laughs> absolutely. But not every game has to have that. Mm-hmm. Right on. I will say this too, that the, the rise in, in streaming culture helps that a lot uh because if there's a game that i'm just like i can't do it or it doesn't fit my interest i can at least still experience it and you know watch Mm -hmm. some of my favorite streamers play it uh so that helps and there's something to be said like if you look at movies right a director like paul thomas anderson his movies are definitely not for everybody but for fans Mm -hmm. of his they love it uh I also know friends that will not watch a Paul Thomas Anderson movie because they can be super difficult, super long, and sometimes mm-hmm. super confusing. And and so, yeah, if you look at it kind of in, in the entertainment landscape, uh, different different pieces of work are aimed at different audiences, and and that's okay. Like that's okay. Uh, it bothers me, like Ryan said, if it's a mainly story driven game. I do think mm-hmm. then we need to to have difficulty levels because. Sometimes, you know, I don't have the time or I just can't and mm-hmm. I just want to experience the story and still take it in. Uh, so then I am appreciative of, of those difficulty options. But games that are meant to be tough. I mean, some movies are meant to challenge you. Some books are yep. meant to challenge you. And that's OK. I like that. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. It's like it doesn't it doesn't have to be for everybody. It, it's OK if it's not. That's the beauty of creation and art and things of that nature. It may not be for you, but, you know, it, it definitely speaks to, to that person. And mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. So, yeah. You know, anyway, let's let's that. Yeah, that was there's some spicy stuff going on. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be back on the back end talking with Melanie. We'll be right back. We'll see you guys. Later. If you love listening to us here on Land Parties, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to the short messages. And now comes the fun part of the episode. And Melanie, we could start in a lot of different directions with, with your career so far. But... 
I guess take take us back way to the beginning. What what got you interested in going down the track you got down, and and what really prompted you to take those first steps? All right, cool. Uh, so I've been a gamer all my life. I uh, grew up with two brothers, and and always loved we love playing video games together. And so, uh, you know, as I grew up and all that kind of stuff, and and in my early 20s i'm 35 now so in my early 20s i was like man you know this would be really cool to do something similar to like what jessica chobot was doing at the time when she was hosting for ign and i was like man that looks awesome the frag dolls were around at that time as well which was ubisoft's like all-female uh, gamer team and mm-hmm. and they got to go to events and do all kinds of cool stuff and i was like man this looks awesome i want to do something like this and my problem was that I was just painfully shy. And so in order to be able to be on camera, you know, that's kind of tough to navigate. And and I was like, I got to get better at this. So I started a YouTube channel and that was way before like monetization or influencers existed. I never thought that it would actually turn into a career. I just thought, hey, let me learn how to not be camera shy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I did that, talked about video games and stuff. I was a bank teller at that time. And uh, so I just did that for fun to try to get better on camera. Uh, sure enough, I got that. I got an internship with Ubisoft's Frag Dolls um, and started. That's when I went to like my very first gaming event was PAX East 2010 to help promote uh, Splinter Cell Conviction. And I'm a huge Splinter Cell fan, so that just blew my mind. It was like a dream come true, and and you know now here I am. It's been like 12 years later, or yeah, <laughs> 12 <laughs> years, and now I just I do my own thing. I create content online. I do the whole influencer thing and stream and all that. It is extremely fun, and and I feel very blessed that I walked into it. Like I did when you know when you talked about the having to get over being camera shy. What was that process like in teaching you to get comfortable with that? Uh, it was. I I think it at first when you have a camera on you, you kind of feel like, oh, I gotta be like super professional. I gotta be perfect. Like they can't, you know, all that. And what it took for me was just getting comfortable with the camera there, mm-hmm. and just not being scared of it anymore and not feeling like I had to be a certain way. Just, I think the biggest challenge was figuring out how do I be myself in a setting that's not necessarily a natural setting. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest obstacle, but it just, it took time. Now, some people have a natural talent for that kind of stuff. I didn't. And fortunately, after some time, after I got used to it, then I've adapted. And even even now I feel like even fairly recent have I gotten more comfortable. It's something that you just keep growing with and it, it's not like, Oh, I did it now. Now I'm good. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's something that I feel like I'm constantly growing with and yeah, it's an adventure. Well, and, and you, I mean, you said you're 35, so yes. we're, we're pretty close in age. Just seeing how much the technology has changed from hopping on AOL and, and racking up accidental $800 phone bills. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, yep. <laughs> I'm still sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the internet has completely changed. And, and I, I guess, 
you know, for you, you know, especially as you were going in, you were starting and you were making yourself more comfortable uh, being on camera. You know, wh- what kind of path did you see, you know, uh, finding it and, and going down? Because uh, I know that you're also a, a host over at GameStop TV and you just kind of, you know, you, you just kind of morphed with the times and going right. in there. Like, what did that process look like? You know, it's funny. I've kind of just had to go with the flow of it all because since the industry is still, you know, fairly new and it's constantly mm-hmm. growing, it's constantly evolving. And when I first started, I originally thought, oh, okay, the goal was to work for a company, right? And mm-hmm. host for a company or something along those lines. Well, now it's it, we're at the point with with how social media is and how the influencer scape has has grown so much where it's like you don't have to be tied to just one company you can work mm-hmm. for yourself you can get jobs like at like a freelance type capacity which is cool but you can be your own boss and that's what it's it's evolved to for me um and yeah and there's always going to be different platforms that come out because when i first started you know there wasn't like streaming wasn't a big thing and then that it's like oh okay well now this is the thing i gotta i gotta learn and adapt with this and then TikTok came out and it's like, oh, okay, here's something else for me to learn. And there's always going to be something else that comes out and that you got to like dabble with and, and, and play around with. And that could be your next big thing. Yeah. As you know, the times change and, you know, in the gaming and technology space, they change so, so rapidly. Uh, how challenging is that to keep up, to figure out, you know, what is that next big thing and, and mm-hmm. to, to kind of throw yourself into it, even if on the surface, you know, you might not be fully excited right. about it at first or, or enthusiastic or like how hard is it to keep up with that? It, it can be very difficult, but it's something that uh, in this type of space, when you're really trying to stay relevant, I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. what your career depends on. And so sometimes a new platform, like when TikTok first came out, I was like, mm, I don't know, this is just these short videos. I don't know if that's that fun. And and I would try and I didn't really know what to do. I was like, do I write skits? I, I just see all these these people dancing on it. And I'm like, I can't dance. <laughs> I know, I'm like, what do I do? And, <laughs> and so it's like trying to find things and trying to make it your own type of thing. And it, it's challenging, especially as you get older. Now I'm in my mid thirties and I'm like, man, I got to try to keep up with what the kids are doing. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's definitely challenging, but Hey, we got to adapt if we want to keep up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, half the things online, I'm just like, I have no idea what they're saying. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Somebody help me out here. Uh, and, and being that too, I mean, everybody is on social and stuff like that we know with that comes a lot of hate and differing opinions how is it for you as far as navigating that landscape because i feel like and i said it the other day i was like i feel like the internet's just angry why is everybody so angry on the internet like what's going on yeah exactly (laughs) well honestly for me and it's funny because i for most of my career doing this i was always i'm a bit of a people pleaser by nature anyway and so that's that can be tough in this space because no matter what you do people are not gonna like you some of them aren't it's Mm -hmm. just it's Mm -hmm. how it is and i find almost that uh we reached a point to where uh as an influencer and everything like that if i ever offered any sort of criticism about a game i didn't like or or even if it was a game I did like, but I had critiques on it and I wanted to point that out. I, I started to see how 
much that upset people too. <laughs> it's like, uh, so trying to figure out like, okay, I, I had to get to a point where I was like, I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to share my opinions. And if people don't like it, that's that. And I'm going to have to be okay with it. You just got to completely unplug from the whole being a people pleaser thing. And I think this is good uh, advice with real life as well. Uh, you'll find that you're much happier otherwise. And, and there was a time to where I was so worried about stuff because sponsors and things like that ultimately are a huge part of what pays the bills. And I'm like, well, you know, if, if I got to be careful because if, if I upset people, if I'm too opinionated, then I might not be as brand friendly and all that kind of stuff. And so I feel like I was walking on eggshells for a while. And now these days I'm just like, Heck it. <laughs> I want to be myself now. <laughs> I want to be myself. I want to say what I want to say. And and it's funny because when I think of gaming, especially like, you know, 10 plus years ago, uh, it, it was uh, the community. We we kind of like smack talk each other a lot. We, we mm -hmm. had fun. You trash on things that you don't like and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And you didn't hold back. And it was all in good fun. Like we didn't take each other too serious for the most part. And then I feel like we got to a point now to where the climate has changed and, and, and it's a bit different to where people are a lot more sensitive to smack talk or, or to getting their favorite game criticized by another influencer. And so I'm kind of at that place now to where I'm like, Hey, let's, let's let's get things back to where they used to be let's learn to hey if somebody has something to say that i don't like and, and they're criticizing one of my favorite things that's okay they're allowed to have their opinion and so i've been a lot more outspoken i started a new channel a uh, youtube channel called melanie mac go boom and <laughs> i've just been i've been clowning on things i've been just like I, i'm just unfiltered now and it's so fun and so it's like okay technically Am I as brand friendly now? And could I potentially not get as many sponsors as I used to? Maybe. But uh, I can already see that I'm growing a lot more as an influencer. People are are enjoying my content a lot more because they're seeing something that's real instead of something that's, hey, let me try to make everybody happy now. And it's been refreshing. It's been fun. And I feel like now this is the most fun I've had creating content online since I first started. So it's been great. Do you think that the gaming community can move back toward having, you know, sometimes brutally honest conversations like that? Uh, and, and what do you think it'll take to really start to push more people toward getting back to that? Yeah, I absolutely think so. Um, and what's what I've realized since being a lot more myself and opinionated and all that kind of stuff and just sharing just my unfiltered opinions on things is I'm seeing that, hey, you know what? I think the majority like that, but it just does, doesn't look like that on social media all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, especially when you have, you know, these big outlets like uh, journalist outlets and stuff like that. And I feel like sometimes what their messaging is and what their opinion is can come across as, oh, this is how the majority of people feel. And what I really am finding is that's not, true. Um, they have their own opinions and they're entitled to that. And I respect it, even if I disagree, but they, they're not speaking for all gamers as a whole, not even close. And, and the thing is, is when it comes to, to that kind of thing. And I think for a lot of us gamers and, and thinking of like smack talking and all that kind of stuff, that's almost a bonding experience. Like, yeah, we're going to roast each other. 
We're going to roast each other online. We're going to say things. But afterwards, you know, we win the match and we're adding each other to our friends list. <laughs> you know, right. that that's how it goes. And so I think that I think that the more that we do speak out and the more that we just like aren't afraid of of any type of negative backlash that we get and just let it roll off our back, then I think the more that that we're seeing that more people are more comfortable doing so and that, hey, we're actually the majority here. Right. And and, and you, you made a point, too, uh, a little earlier, just talking about um, going from, you know, kind of traditional broadcast to, wait a second, we have the means and the platforms to be and, and create our own thing. People don't need a company uh, in order to be able to create something. Uh, you know, what would you say some of those, some of the other advantages uh, to that going from that kind of a, a, a structured corporate uh, right. traditional broadcast to streaming, being your own boss and being as creative as you want to? I mean, there's kind of pros and cons to both, because if you are more on the corporate side and stuff and you actually get in on that, then you have some level of stability in the fact that, mm -hmm. you know, a company is has hired you and you're working for them and you don't have to worry as much. Now, your the cons on that is that you're not able to be as authentically you because mm -hmm. you have to focus on being brand friendly because you're representing a brand and not just yourself. And so uh, on the other hand, uh, the pros obviously is, hey, you can be yourself now and, and, and more <laughs> people are going to like you for it. You know, you're still going to have some haters, but ultimately I think you know, when we see other people online, we don't, we know, we don't have to agree with every little thing they say, but we, we, we can appreciate realness when we see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's the pros. And then the cons is like, oh, okay, well, I might not necessarily have the same stability, might not be able to get as much work in a corporate type setting because, you know, I'm very opinionated now. And so you have to worry <laughs> more about staying relevant and, and you have to worry more about, um, you know, getting that support from, from your viewers. Uh, but I think ultimately for me, the latter and just being myself and, and not worrying as much and not relying as much on more corporate support is a lot more fun to just, uh, and it's also, it's also more beneficial to me as a creator because I'm reaching more people. Uh, so I, I, it's great. It's, it's kind of a win-win in that respect. So yeah, I still have to worry about numbers and staying relevant and all that kind of stuff, but at least I can be myself now. And you know, what I've loved seeing too throughout your career is just, just the variety of things obviously that you've been able to do and kind of recently was, uh, the, the military training that the program they put, uh, some of you guys through, I think last, last summer, was it already yep. now? Yeah. <laughs> um, what was that experience like and, and what made you want to give that a go? Oh, that was, that was something I'll never forget. So, uh, I just got an email one day, um, from an agency and they were like, Hey, uh, the U S Marines, they're, they're doing a campaign with some gamers and they were interested in you. And I want to know if you would want to do this. And I was like, heck yeah. Cause I, I grew up like I'm an army brat. So I grew up in a military family and uh, then my brothers both joined the Air Force. My dad was in the Army for 21 years. And so, you know, my heart uh, is, is really close to, to uh, our military peeps. And so I was like, hey, this is an opportunity. I didn't join the military, which I thought about doing it before I did the gaming thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. this is my opportunity to, 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 to get somewhat of an experience about this, you know, uh, obviously a lighter light, lighter version of it. But yeah, so uh, they... They helped train me 
physically. And that's also what started my whole fitness and, and gym lifestyle that I've stuck with now. Um, so I trained with them, learned a lot of stuff and trained physically. And then, yeah, they dropped us in a, in a teams of two where we did like these assault runs and you had like one team on offense, one team on defense. We had our own squad and we got to, to direct and help lead our own squad. And it was, it was such a rush and it was so exciting. It was also humbling. Cause then it's just like, just, just to see a, a small taste of, of what they do. And it's like, man, they're, they're, they're the real life heroes. For sure. For sure. Was, was there a part of that that was most challenging to you? Uh, I think that, I mean, physically it was a lot and right. you know, you know, us gamers, man, <laughs> we're, we're sitting down a lot. <laughs> That's the thing. I was like, oh, okay. When I first started, I was like skinny, fat and squishy. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I'm like trying to run a mile and a half killed me. <laughs> I'm like, oh goodness, what did I sign up for? And so then I had like four months to train and get in, in better shape. And, and in those four months, man, I was going to the gym almost every single day, at least six days a week. And, uh, and, and it did help a whole lot. And then it, I think what was, it, it, it was a challenge. And there we, yeah, right there on the video with the planks. Oh my gosh, I kicked my butt. <laughs> but yeah, it's so, I think the physical side of it was the biggest challenge for sure, because, you know, I lived that gamer lifestyle and I was not prepared for it. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when well, it's you, interesting too. Uh, no, no, sorry. sorry. I, I, yeah, I just wanted to say it's interesting too because I, I feel like we're seeing a lot more. Um, I feel like there's a lot more focus that has been being brought to light on just physical health and physical fitness within the gaming space and mm -hmm. and you know all that stuff. Is that something you know what I mean that that you you put a focus on and you know what kind of response do you get? uh from people when talking about that yeah i mean that whole thing that whole experience just motivated me so much and then that's been like it's been going on a year almost since i um since i did that and so i've stuck with it because i've seen such a, a positive like uh i've seen positive results in how i feel uh, mm -hmm. I mean, this goes from like physically, mentally, everything. And, and also I think as, as gamers, we have our like fave video game characters and stuff that are kind of our power fantasies in a way. And so when you're at the gym and you're progressing and you're getting stronger in a way, you're thinking, oh yeah, okay, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm getting like Lara Croft, you know, <laughs> and it makes it more inspiring. And so I think that, uh, yeah, because there's, there's just so people stereotype gamers is, is us just being lazy and just sitting down and, and not, not ever doing anything physical or anything like that, not taking care of our health. And, and while that has been true with myself for a while, um, this has really been life changing for me to, to be like, okay, yeah, I can be a gamer and I can still sit down and play games for hours, but then I can go to the gym and, and, and kind of live out how I feel my fave characters uh, you try to get strong like them. And it makes it, uh, it makes it exciting. And I, and I've, I share a lot now, like on my Instagram stories, especially a lot of like nutrition, health and fitness advice and things that I've learned. Cause it's all been so much trial and error. And 
so to help motivate other people and to see other people I've seen who have gotten in, in shape because they were inspired by my journey is just so humbling. And, and it's been really fun. When you mentioned that you had, had considered joining the military, how serious of, uh, were you considering? And, and do you think you still would have wound up where you are today? Was, was kind of streaming always inevitable? Or do you think that would have changed your course? Uh, For me, it was right before. So I had already applied for the internship with the Ubisoft Fragdoll program. And, uh, and then I just, you know, I was figuring out what I was doing in my life. I was working at, at a bank at the time and I was like, what am I going to do with my life, man? And, and, and military was just one of the first things that popped in my head. Cause it's, it's a family thing. And so I talked to an army recruiter and, you know, I was, I was very serious about it. Um, but I wasn't sure it was like, okay, well the gaming stuff was like what I wanted the most, but you know, I was still. Uh, prepared to do that because I'm still passionate about our military and things like that. And I feel mm -hmm. like that still would have been a, a really good path for me. But ultimately, I'm I'm grateful that things worked out the way they did. So then I, I ended up, you know, while I was figuring out, okay, am I going to do this? Am I going to move forward with this? Then I ended up getting the call that I made it with my internship with Ubisoft. And so I was like, okay, this is my path. This is it. And kind of uh, snowball into the frag dolls there. What did you learn from that whole experience that that's helped you the most? Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, that, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was great. Uh, I think for me is I, I kind of tend to be solo in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I don't always, um, do things like as a team and stuff like that. Cause I'm actually introverted by nature. So, uh, what what joining the Fragdolls really helped me to learn more about teamwork and and working together with others and and there were some challenges with that of course and uh but it it was a great experience and it also was like that that first entry into the gaming industry and and getting my foot in there and learning how to navigate all of that i actually grew up to uh homeschooled until college and so yeah mm. i was yeah and so doing that really brought me out of my shell in more ways than one so here i am like going to events for the first time and then they would have like the gaming after parties and stuff like that which is the first time i'd ever stepped foot in a club and i was like oh what's going on <laughs> All the lights. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like just socially, uh, it, it it helped me to to become a a member of society. Because <laughs> before <laughs> before I was such a shut in, I'd go to work, I'd come home, I'd play games, go to bed, do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like that was like my first like three or four years in Vegas. Is like I just work. Come home, play video games, yep. go to sleep, wake up, do the thing, do it all over again. Yep. <laughs> it was fantastic. Let me ask, uh, future plans, uh, just this year, looking forward, what are some things that you've gotten to works and what are some things that you'd love to be able to work on? Yeah. Uh, my future plans right now is is like my new channel, continuing to grow that. Uh, it's like social commentary and stuff relating to the gaming industry, uh, and just entertainment in general. I've talked a lot about like the the new Lord of the Rings uh, or Rings of Power coming out. <laughs> I've had some, <laughs> you know, some not not always very nice opinions, but yeah, just letting loose, being myself, clowning, trolling. I feel like I, I feel like that's my thing now with this channel is I is I hop on and I just troll 
and it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm growing that and, and it, it's been what, eight days and I have over 17,000 subscribers now. So it's, mm -hmm. it's taking off and it's doing well. So this is my top priority right now is, Hey, let me grow this channel and let me be a professional troll for a living. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, if you if you could go tell your younger self something, what is something you wish you knew when you started that you know now that you think would have helped you immensely? Oh gosh, I would just tell myself, stop giving a crap of what other people think about you and just be yourself and cuz you're going to you know, you're still going to have the haters and all that kind of stuff, but you're going to be a lot more appreciated for being authentic and genuine. And you're going to reach some more accepting people because I find that whenever I kept trying to be a people pleaser and all that, yeah, it seemed like on the surface I had more friends, but at the end of the day, if, if people only like you whenever you're just safe and you're not being true to yourself, then that's not actual friends because they don't even know you right. and so if you be yourself you have fun you troll do what you want to do and some people leave then hey that's fine i respect it you don't have to like it but you're you're gonna open yourself up to audiences that that are more accepting and, and that that are more about hey let's have fun in life man i agree 100 percent, melanie again wait real quick Okay. What is your all-time favorite game? Oh, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider oh, 1. Oh, yeah. the OG Tomb Raider. The OG. Oh, the classics are about. my fave. I feel like, you know, the new stuff is fun, but it's not mm. Tomb Raider to me. Because, I mean, it's 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 vastly different. Lara Croft is vastly different in personality and look. And then uh, and then the gameplay, vastly different. And when you want to... Earlier, we were talking about punishing games. I mean, old-school Tomb Raider was punishing. <laughs> they didn't hold your hand. They didn't hold your hand at all. And I love that. So old school Tomb Raider, especially the first one, my absolute favorite. Love it. Love it. Again, Melanie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Please tell our listeners, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me on pretty much every social media at Melanie Mac. And then my new channel, Melanie Mac Go Boom on YouTube. That's where I, I, I'm more trolly. <laughs> if you want some troll action, make yes. sure you go and subscribe to it. Absolutely. <laughs> Melanie, thank you again so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend? Uh, we are, I mean, shoot, Forbidden West. Well, I know what you got going on. Forbidden West comes out, what, Friday? Yeah, yeah, it's... uh. That's the, that's the next game to take up all my time. Yep. Uh, before the weekend, I'm going to try and get as far as I can on Seafood. It won't be that much farther. But <laughs> I'm just ready for Horizon. Still playing Pokemon. I feel like a Horizon Pokemon 1-2 punch is just going to be fantastic. And I'm all for it. What about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, same. You already know, because next week, Witch Queen drops out or drops down. So I'm just finishing off the last little bit to get the seal for De in uh, Destiny 2 uh, for this year, which is the 30th anniversary seal, which is fantastic. And then, obviously, I'm going to try to work in some Sifu, but I also have the DLC for uh, um, uh, Horizon that I need to finish. 
before uh, moving forward. But uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to, to continue that story. It's absolutely fantastic. It looks like there's going to be a lot more uh, to this new one. So it's going to be an exciting time. So uh, I do, all I, in all, oh, I go do ahead. have to, to throw in one more thing, Ryan. You and uh, I talked offline last week and something's coming. It's in the works because you are going to play Resident Evil in VR. And, and oh, all I'm going to say is the details that you shared with me offline will be made public very soon. And just, just prepare yourself. <laughs> okay, I, am, I am prepared because if anything, it's funny because I actually watched a YouTube series on, on the Resident Evil storyline because I was like, I will never play those games. I'm not a big <laughs> horror game fan. And the thought of even playing it in VR it just makes me it there's things i can't say here that it makes me <laughs> well we'll we'll see we'll we'll see he'll share those details but uh uh we'll see what happens as far as with that i can't believe you called me out son <laughs> anyway anyway that's what we're gonna be doing thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of land parties don't forget hit us up on the tweeters at land parties pod at lucas Hagen or at smitty two four four seven we hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week and you already know what it is but i'm gonna say it anyway we love your faces 